Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Manas Ranjan Hota, uh, co-founder of uh, Drink Prime, uh, a smart water purifier solution. Uh, uh, Manas has worked for companies such as uh, Sonata Software and Thomas Cook uh, uh, for five years before starting his own venture in 2016. Uh, Manas is a graduate of uh, Pondicherry University. Hi, Manas. Uh, welcome to ELI. Thank you so much for having me, Priya. Great having you. Great being here. Uh, Manas, I would request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Sure. So uh, I am the co-founder of a company called Drink Prime. Uh, we, uh, we are a smart solution for urban Indians to get safe drinking water at their homes. Uh, so that's what we do on a very high level. Uh, uh, if you if you want, if you ask my my background, I am a, a engineer and then an MBA graduate by uh, by training, and I have worked across uh, the corporate sector for about five years before across multiple roles in uh, in sales and growth before starting my own venture. And uh, if I have to tell you a little bit about uh, the founding story of Drink Prime, right? Uh, we started conceptualizing the idea of Drink Prime around. 2014, uh, which is when uh, 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 late 2014, which is when uh, Vijendra, my co-founder, uh, and I, we both were roommates, and we both were staying in Bangalore, working in our respective uh, corporate jobs. And that is the point in time we felt that we felt that there. Uh, I mean, uh, we we felt that both of us had a problem, which people like us, many people who were staying in rented apartments in Bangalore, were facing the same problem, which is a very basic problem, which is the problem of access to safe drinking water. Okay. So yeah, uh, now uh, when we started off, both of us were users of bottled water. Uh, we were using uh, uh, we were using bottled water like many of our colleagues because of the fact that we were new to the city. Uh, we had just uh, come in maybe a few months back to the city, and we did not really want to spend a huge amount to invest in an expensive water purifier. And bottled water always seemed more convenient. But there were multiple problems associated with bottled water as well. Uh, a few a few problems that I would like to mention is that number one, the quality of the bottled water sometimes we felt was not up to the mark. Number two is the delivery uh, or uh, the delivery was not prompt, which means if you reach home late from office uh, and if the neighborhood uh, shop owner is close to supplies you bottled water, then basically uh, you uh, I mean you don't know how you're going to manage the entire night without water. The basic thing without water. Uh, the second point would be uh, uh, the second. The second thing would be if, let us say, the brand that you take, for example, Bisleri, if that uh, runs out in the neighborhood shop, then you have to make do with some other brand of bottled water. So many such problems lie, and and we thought that let's do. I mean, let's figure out how deep is the problem, how many people face this problem, and then uh, and then sort of try to uh, uh, try to think of solving it. The idea was never to uh, build a company, but the idea was always to solve a core problem that we both were facing and people like us were facing. Then we went down a little deeper, tried to understand what is the quality of bottled water actually that is getting circulated, not only in Bangalore, but across all major cities in India. And what we found out is that more than 50% of all uh, bottled water in circulation, even today in our urban cities, do not meet the basic government approved ISI and BIS safety norms. Uh, in addition to that, uh, many, uh, in, in addition to that, uh, Many of the people uh, who who are uh, stake, who are reliant on bottled water have not really bought water purifiers simply because it's an expensive investment and it and it, I mean it, it uh, while upfront it costs anywhere between twelve to fifteen thousand to buy a water purifier it would cost anywhere between uh, three to five thousand rupees per year 
uh, the three to five thousand rupees per year to maintain the water purifier. So overall, the cost of ownership of water purifier is really high, which many people could not afford. Now, uh, not only the not only the affordability part, but the actual way in which the service was getting delivered left a lot to be wanting uh, as a as an end consumer. Let me explain by a couple of examples what I mean by that. Right. Uh, so. Uh, so, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, when I say about the service, right, uh, I mean, uh, water purifiers typically are sold in the same way in India, like a TV or a fridge or a microwave would be sold, which is mass manufactured in a factory and sold across the traditional distribution dealer, distributor channels, or maybe sold online. So it is basically a one size fits all kind of a product. While in reality, water purifier, the segment itself is very different. Uh, the quality of your water purifier, the kind of purification technology it uses, the kind of maintenance cycle it goes through should actually be a lot more tailored according to the way that uh, according to uh, according to your uh, environmental conditions which would mean how hot uh, what is the heat what is the humidity etc number two is what according to your consumption patterns for example if you stay in an area where uh, i mean if your home has only two members versus my home which has seven or eight members obviously uh, the amount of water that we would consume would be different and hence, our service cycle should be different. And number three is going to be uh, the, uh, the simple fact that, uh, I mean, depending on the quality of your input water, what, uh, what kind of water purification method is right for you, what kind of service cycles are right for you, those all things should also, be, should also change. But none of this used to exist in the, uh, uh, in the industry today. So, so these are the two sort of big problem statements that we identified on one hand, the experience that was given by bottled water left a lot to be desired, but still many people were using bottled water because it was it had low cost of inertia or, or a very low inertia to start using it. Any person who comes new to the city, bottled water is just available to the nearby shop, he'll start using it. My water purifiers have got their own set of problems. So we thought that can we do something to solve it and to make a solution which can be used or which can be adopted by all urban Indians and uh, a solution which is which is smart by the use of technology, where we leverage the use of technology to be able to provide them the right, right kind of water purification method, uh, the right kind of service mechanism, etc. Number two is, uh, since many people cannot really afford a water purifier or do not want to spend upfront on a water purifier, can we provide it to them on a subscription basis? If we provide the same on a subscription basis, then what happens is a lot many people would be able to afford it. So with those two basic assumptions, we started we started building our product. Now, as we built up our product, we took a we took a couple of years to get the product right, uh, especially the sensors, the IoT, and and such components right. After after uh, after possibly uh, after possibly about uh, I mean we started building in 2016 sometime, and uh, around 2018 is when uh, around 2018 is when uh, we sort of launched the product into the market. The product again, we took about a year to stabilize it. And in the in the last year, which is between 2019 to 2020, right? We have actually uh, grown, I mean, uh, 10, 10, 10x and we intend to continue to keep growing. So that's been the journey so far. Okay. Uh, problems, you have mentioned so many problems uh, that we have in the uh, water supply chain. Uh, can you tell us which of those problems uh, you have solved with, uh, with the venture you have built? So I, I, I believe that we have got a smarter solution compared to any other alternative that, uh, that uh, urban Indian today uh, can, uh, uh, can use to get safe drinking water at their home. 
which is if you stay in urban India, you would ideally uh, use any of three or four methods, right? Number one is you'd opt for the traditional uh, gravity-based water purifiers, or you would use uh, maybe boil water, boil water and consume it. And that's the first segment of users. The second segment of users is typically people who would use bisleri or likewise those big bottles at their homes and offices to consume water. And the third set of users is people who own and maintain a water purifier. All the three, I mean, the first set of users, we call those things as under purification. And the quality of groundwater and the quality of input water that we have in our cities, just boiling or just passing the water through a sediment filter may not be uh, may not be sufficient uh, may not be sufficient for the end user to get safe drinking water and still leaves a lot of contaminants so uh, so uh, so that's also uh, obviously that's not a uh, very optimal uh, now if you look at the second segment of users right bottled water users uh, i just mentioned what are the problems with bottled water and similarly what are the problems with water purifiers we believe that we have the best possible solution for any urban indian who is looking for the basic necessity which is how can i get safe drinking water for me and my family Okay, uh, uh, Manus, here is my question to you. Uh, uh, by entering this this segment, which is uh, heavily competitive, uh, there are Fortune 500 com companies you are competing against. Uh, how come they are not coming up with such a model uh, uh, selling water purifier on a subscription uh, base? So, uh, so like I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, right? We are a lot more than a company which is able to provide water purifiers on a subscription. When I say subscription, if you consider at the core of it, a subscription is not very different than an EMI. So even today, my users, uh, uh, my users can still afford to buy a water purifier and EMI, and they would get the same benefit as subscription. But we are a lot more than that. We are a smart technology company who leverages technology to make sure that the end user gets safe drinking water. How do we do that? We map the entire water quality of the entire city. We know what is the input water quality of the city. We understand, we understand what are the consumption patterns of our users and hence are able to customize the experience, the, customize the filter quality, customize the, uh, the, uh, the filtration methods, customize the service cycles, customize everything so that the end user has one less thing to worry about, which is uh, how do I get safe drinking water? For example, he doesn't have to worry about should I pay or should I buy the 10,000 rupee purifier or the 20,000 rupee purifier. He should not have to worry about how often should my maintenance be. He should not have to worry about any of these things. He just has to pay me like he would pay uh, like he would pay any for any other utility like you would pay for your uh, electricity bill, for example, or a gas bill, for example. You paid for the amount of electricity or gas you use at your home. Similarly, you pay me for the amount of water that you draw out of the water purifier. And everything else is left to the service provider to be able to figure out. Now, with this genesis, we are building the company ground up. Uh, I understand there are a number of players in the market, but if you look at the water, uh, I mean, the penetration of RO or RO or UV-based water purifiers in India, right? Uh, in Indian cities, especially. It is still very much less than, uh, I mean, the... the uh, uh, lower single digits. Where what I mean by that is around five to seven percent would be the penetration in urban India. Now, I mean, uh, if 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 these companies would have found a viable solution, they would have been able to reach to a much larger audience. But because of the fact that water purifiers have always been sold and marketed like an accessory for the elite, that is the reason why uh, we saw an opening in the market and we saw a fundamentally different model through which we can derive or we can deliver value to our users. And that sort of became the genesis of Trick Prime. Okay. Uh, coming back to my regular questions. Uh, would like to ask you, uh, when did you think of uh, becoming an entrepreneur? 
Sure. Uh, so, uh, so uh, like I was trying to say in the beginning, the idea is never to actually become an entrepreneur. The idea is always uh, the idea is always to solve a problem. So if I have to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, an entrepreneurship or an entrepreneur, in my, my opinion, is actually a person who is deeply married or who is deeply attached to the problem that he's trying to solve, who feels deeply about the problem. Uh, be it, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, like we feel deeply about the problem of access to safe drinking water. Now, as you evolve to the process of entrepreneurship, you would go through multiple pivots or multiple business models, multiple ideas, multiple uh, ways through which you can deliver or you can solve that pain point for, the, for your user. So as an entrepreneur, my advice would be never to actually be too, uh, uh, never, never to be too attached to the solution that you are building, but be very attached, be very near to the problem that you're trying to solve. If you do that with enough iterations, you would be able to arrive at something that solves the problem in the best way possible. And you would find you, I mean, you and provided there are a number of users who are facing this problem, you, you can build a business. So business is always a byproduct of solving a problem and never the other way around. Okay. Uh, speaking of pivots, uh, can you tell us uh, what are the different pivots you have adopted over the way, over, over the time? Absolutely. Uh, so when we started off, we knew nothing about entrepreneurship. We never wanted to be entrepreneurs. We always wanted to solve a problem for people like us. So that's the basic premise which we started off. So we did a lot of mistakes in our early days, like any, anyone else would. Right? Uh, the, the biggest pivot that possibly came through is when we were still working in our corporate jobs, we tried, we, we tried solving this problem. Uh, we tried solving this problem, which is the problem, which was we, we were users of bottled water. We figured out that bottled water in Bangalore, um, in more than 50% is not fit for drinking. So we made a small app which connected uh, the suppliers of bottled water to the users of bottled water. That was the first product actually. We called that app as Waterwala. Now, uh, I mean, uh, uh, now within within a span of six months of launching that uh, launching that app, we had more than five thousand households who were dependent on us to get their regular water supply. At the same point in time, uh, a drinking water is something that's almost an everyday necessity. So every other day we had to deliver bottled water to our end users. And it was a very operationally heavy business and the unit economics were not working out at all. So we figured out that while the solution that we were trying to solve this problem with, which is make a platform or make an app through which people can order bottled water, that may not be the most ideal way to solve this problem. but. Uh, that may not be the most ideal way to solve this problem, but the problem that we had identified that people are not happy with the kind of drinking water that they are consuming or with the whole experience around drinking water, that problem indeed existed and it existed for a large majority of people. That is when we sort of wind down that business, went back to the drawing boards, figured out that the major problem we figured out that was, uh, I mean, uh, the biggest problem is transporting water from, from point A to point B. Then we, then we asked ourselves, the question water purifiers have always been around we have seen ads of water purifiers in tv even when we were small kids why are more people not buying water purifiers why is the penetration still in the lower uh, single digits then we figured out that because of this abc reasons people were not buying water purifiers so we thought what else can we do what other model can we employ uh, uh, i mean uh, can we adapt to so that we marry the best of bottled water on one hand and water purifiers on the other hand and be able to combine it and make it a package and deliver to the user so while the product purifies water just like a water purifier, it has got IoT sensors, etc. on top. The business model to the end user is similar to the way that they would consume bottled water, which is paper liter. Not only bottled water, but rather they consume any other utility. Okay, uh, interesting. 
tell us how did you manage the financial uh, runway required to uh, again to start and then pivot your models uh, over time so uh, so when we started off we uh, when we started off we put in whatever savings we had i mean we we did not have a lot of money we started off with whatever savings we had uh, uh, we we put it into uh, into the business that did not uh, that did not go very far um, i mean we possibly survived for a 2 to 3 months uh, 2 to 3 months of time that was the time when um, uh, i mean vijendra my co-founder he was the first to get in full time while i was still working at my corporate job and through my meager earnings i was able to support that we were a three four people te- team back then i was able to support that um, slowly as uh, slowly as we started pivoting we uh, i mean we uh, we approached many people with the with the intention to get advice on how can we solve this problem better how do they see this market evolving many industries and many peers and slowly we got a few a few of those folks our early mentors interested in us and interested in the problem to such extent that they were able to uh, fund us with a with a uh, with a small amount of money and that sort of led us to survive till the time we were able to come out with the product after we had come out of the product we are lucky to get a good amount of customer love because of that we uh, we were always able to make uh, enough money to make our ends meet and as we sort of grew a little bit larger and larger we had uh, we had we had uh, some uh, some uh, some of the most uh, well known entrepreneurs in india uh, like the founders of snapdeal like the uh, and uh, Uh, many such people who joined us and and gave us uh, our angel round and then obviously uh, uh, very recently we raised another round from uh, sequoia capital and omdr networks that is our pre series round so so the idea is always to delight your customer and to be able to delight as many number of customers as possible and and as in and in the process that of doing that you would get enough and more people that uh, who uh, who would be there to help you out hmm okay uh, uh, since you have raised uh, funding and uh, you know uh, done so well uh, uh, financially uh, as well can you can you share with us some of the funny experiences uh, while uh, raising funds or uh, pitching to investors sure uh, so uh, i mean th- there are there are many uh, there are many funny ex- i mean now would not say funny but yeah uh, learning experiences rather right uh, i mean uh, we have not made it big we are still a very much early stage company still very much learning still very much uh, figuring out the way that we should grow from here so yeah a uh, lot of things to figure out but as we are building this company as we are deep in the trenches i i mean uh, I, i i would be able to give a lot more learnings because i'm seeing all of these things very closely so uh, i mean we uh, like many entrepreneurs we actually went through i mean we we went through or we pitched to almost 50 plus uh, 50 plus uh, investors uh, angel investors venture capitalists etc before you before before we heard a first yes of sorts mm-hmm. right so the, the so uh, i mean many of them were not convinced about the size of the markets in the existing place itself were not large enough to to be vc fund uh, i mean venture capitalist funded many of them were not sure about uh, 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 n- uh, not sure about the uh, n- not sure about the product and and is this the right solution so so uh, the idea uh, uh, i mean uh, if i have to say uh, if i have to say uh, what sort of kept us going is that you need to keep yourself going when you are raising funds right you only need one yes on your side to be able to turn things around 
So do not get disheartened by no's. Do not get, uh, I mean, listen to feedback and adapt your model, adapt yourself and keep on, uh, keep on changing, uh, uh, keep on changing your business, keep on growing till the time you hear one yes. So whenever you hear one no, 10 no, 50 no's, do not get disheartened. All you need at the end of, it, end of the day is one yes and things start looking up from there. So that's what we learned in our brief journey as an entrepreneur. Okay. So uh, what, what I hear from many of the founders is uh, when they go to uh, uh, investors, uh, they see how uh, they try to see if the idea is valid, if it, if it is validated. Uh, if there are any su such models existing elsewhere in Western markets, maybe maybe in China, and uh, if your model is already validated, if there are similar companies out there, then there is a higher possibility for you to raise funds. Uh, but uh, when you the problem you are solving, it is more India-centric. Uh, I, I I don't think the similar problem should happen in US or maybe in uh, any developed countries. Uh, what 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 are some of the uh, funny things uh, i'm expecting some of the funny things are there because i always hear a lot of funny things uh, when i ask someone about the investor experience can you share with us sure uh, so uh, i mean uh, multiple uh, multiple so small small incidents would be there uh, i mean uh, for example like you said very rightly, right? Uh, uh, when we were trying to raise our uh, angel round or our uh, series round, it is not that investors do not understand that India would need a different set of business models to cater to India-specific problems. It's just that they, I mean, they find it very easy since they listen to so many pitches in a short span of time in a, in a few days, right? They need a reference point. So we have called ourselves uh, multiple different things, uh, starting from calling ourselves as the Uber of water purifiers, <laughs> I mean, typically, like how you pay for, uh, I mean, how you how you do not pay for the car, but you pay for the ride itself. Similarly, you in our model, you have to pay for the water, and not for the water purifier. So we have we have called ourselves the Uber of water purifiers. We have so multiple such comparisons we had to make to be able to not only investors but anyone who is not deeply as deeply associated as, with the problem as us uh, to be able to relate to the problem. So as an entrepreneur, we feel that it is our responsibility to make the other person feel or relate to the problem that we are facing because the other pro other person may not be as involved with this particular pain point that uh, that we are facing okay uh, coming to my next question uh, can you recollect the first day of your uh, entrepreneurial journey uh, how did you uh, you know uh, convince your co-founder or how did your co-founder convince you to uh, pursue this path of uncertainty so, uh, so, so the way that you, I mean, uh, if anyone tells you otherwise, I, I don't think that's the truth. The way that you sort of uh, get into entrepreneurship is the same way that you would possibly get into an ice cold water pool, right? I mean, many uh, uh, ice cold pool of water. So many people have different ways to get into it. We, for one, sort of uh, think of it like we dip one toe at first, and then we dip the second toe at first, and then we sort of got in there. Uh, in, initially, it was very uncomfortable. But uh, over a long period of time, we figured out that uh, this can be a viable career path and this can be a path through which we can influence a lot many people than we would have ever been able to influence otherwise. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, we both were startup enthusiasts, my co-founder and I. Initially, he got in full time. And then after about three, four months, I used to put in all, I mean, that point in time I was working because I had to support the initiative because his money ran out. And, and slowly I got in full time after three, four months. And after another three, four months, my money also ran out. So we gave ourselves that 
six, eight months of trial and error of that soul searching to be able to figure out something by getting in full time one by one. And we used to support each other in those times. Okay. Uh, can, can, can you tell us, uh, uh, you, you have spent uh, time uh, in a nine to five job or uh, uh, a full time job, uh, what I mean to say, uh, and also your co-founder has. Uh, can you compare entrepreneurship with a, a full time job? What is the difference and what are the similarities? Sure. Uh, so so uh, the, the biggest difference in entrepreneurship and a full-time job is that in a full-time job, you are, uh, I mean, uh, you uh, initially at least, I mean, entrepreneurship, I would rather put it under, under three different, very distinct buckets, right? First is finding product market fit, or we call it the zero to one phase. Second is after you find product market fit, finding the repeatable, scalable growth engine, which is the one to 10 phase, which is where we are now. And then the third one is, from, from finding the repeatable scalable engine to possibly becoming the leader in the market, which is where some of the older players like OYO or the Paytms are, are as of now. So that's the 10 to 100 phase. So in the zero to one phase, it is a little, uh, I mean, if I have to talk about the zero to one phase of entrepreneurship versus working in a nine to five, it is drastically different. Wherein in a nine to five, there are targets. Wherein in 95, there is a structure around it, which is, uh, which is where uh, you have bosses, you have mentors inside your company, you have subject matter experts. If you have any doubt, you have someone to approach. Uh, but in the zero to one phase of entrepreneurship, which is where most ventures typically fail, uh, they typically do not have a support system to go for. They do not know if they if they are doing something wrong or something right. If they do not know, uh, they do not know possibly what is the right. Uh, I mean. Uh, uh, should they be patient? Should they be impatient? Should they pivot? The multiple questions that arise in the mind of entrepreneur, and many of these don't have easy answers. So the so um, uh, I mean uh, the input or or, uh, or the advice that I would like to give for especially people who are thinking into entrepreneurship or who are in that finding product market fit or zero to one phases, find a strong network of fellow entrepreneurs who are going through the journey. We were lucky enough to find many ex entrepreneurs. Who, who went through the journey and we used to continuously hound them for advice because we used to continuously hound them for their feedback on every single thing that we were doing and the onus is actually on the entrepreneur to build that support system in front uh, uh, around them and with the way things are shaping entrepreneurship is shaping in our country we have a number of established entrepreneurs we have a number of entrepreneurs who are in various stages of that journey and at least the entrepreneurs that I have interacted with, uh, starting from the founders of Nestaway to the founders of Bounce to multiple such uh, companies, right, have always been very kind with me with their time. I have learned a lot from each and every interaction with them and, and, uh, and, uh, and have been able to sort of shorten my learning curve through some of the learnings that they have gone through. Okay. So, yeah, so that's, uh, so that's how uh, I have been the journey. Uh, Manas, uh, tell us uh, uh, when over the time you would have recruited many people into your uh, your uh, venture uh, when you go for recruitment uh, when you hire people uh, instead what how how do you recruit them what is the process of uh, selection or uh, uh, elimination uh, you go through and what is that one one thing you look in each each of the person each of the people you recruit into your team uh, that that justifies your recruitment Sure. Uh, so initially, if I have to talk about recruitment, recruitment is very much like raising investment. First, you have to sell your dream. Uh, you at the early stage as a startup founder, you absolutely do not want people who are coming in for anything else, but rather than making a life-changing company or a, or a world-changing company rather, right? So, so first thing is you have to sell the dream. 
you would have to see the passion. This I'm talking about, especially in the early stages, both zero to one and one to ten phase. You would have to see the passion in in the in the other person that is sort of joining in. And because of the fact that a lot of things are unknown, you have to also see the uh, the learnability of the person and not necessarily the skill that is there today of the person. If the person is ready to learn, if the person is extremely passionate about uh, about what uh, what you are trying, um, what you are trying to do. Uh, I mean, uh, that's, that's sort of a good starting point there. Uh, the skills are uh, what I would look for beyond passion is a high degree of, uh, uh, I mean, is, is a high degree of uh, self-motivation, a self-starter. Because in a, in a, again, in a, in a corporate setup, we have established hierarchies. We have established processes. In a startup, those things are not there. So people who perform well in little bit of ambiguous environment, I would I would like to see examples of people. Maybe if they have not done entrepreneurship, maybe have they organized college fests? Have they done anything similar? Have they excelled in an ambiguous environment? Those kind of uh, things give me a good clue. First is obviously passion. Second is uh, second is bringing structure or performing well in an ambiguous environment. These two would be the top characteristics that I'm looking at when I'm looking at people to hire. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, now tell us, uh, tell us some of the uh, challenges you have faced along the way while building this venture. Uh, you have already mentioned some of them, uh, but uh, if there are any, uh, any other challenges you have faced, uh, you can share with us. Definitely. So uh, multiple challenges we faced along the way, right? Uh, number one is this industry. I mean, on the surface of it, it looks like it has a number of established players. So many people would laugh at us and say, why are you trying to do this? There are already people who, have, who are experts in this field. And the second challenge that we obviously faced when we were starting off was, uh, was actually, uh, I mean, we had some, uh, uh, I mean, people had some difficulty believing that, that, that uh, to be to people who are not experts at the domain, I mean, who are very young people, can actually make a water purifier, can actually run a business, can actually be able to deliver this consistent service to the uh, to to the uh, to them as a user day on day. So these are some of the challenges challenges that we faced, and we overcome them uh, through multiple um, multiple ways. Some of them could be, uh, some of them could uh, could be we uh, were able to overcome them because uh, I mean most of them we were able to overcome because we were really persistent. So if you have to look at one characteristic that is sort of uh, that is sort of paramount when you're trying to overcome any of the challenges, right? Uh, in the early stage, typically, most of the uh, most of the times, the uh, if a if a founder is persistent, he would be able to overcome those early challenges. Okay, uh, perhaps my, uh, my last question or two questions I have uh, left. Uh, one is. What is your uh, vision? What is your and your co-founder's vision uh, with uh, uh, Drink Prime? So uh, our vision is very simple, uh, which is to make drinking water safe and affordable to Indians. So that's a very lofty vision as such. Drinking water, um, we want to make drinking water safe and affordable uh, to Indians. So while this may sound like a very, very big, airy uh, vision statement, we do have very actionable small steps that we intend to go through from here to be able to reach, uh, to be able to reach them. For example, which means 
we are there present only in Bangalore for now, just starting off Hyderabad. We intend to reach about 100,000 households over the next 12 months in Bangalore and Hyderabad, uh, uh, in Bangalore and Hyderabad. And that's sort of the step one of the journey. The step two of the journey would be in the top 10 cities of India, we want to reach or, uh, reach or cater to a top million households. And then from a million household, we would like to see how we can reach to the top 10 million households. The way that we are sort of going from step one to step two to step three, the mechanism can actually change a lot. For example, if you are going from a million households to a million households to ten million households, uh, individual home-based water purification solution may not be the best possible way to reach ten million Indians. There, you may have to think of something like a community-based solution or some other kind of a solution. So, while the mechanism or the or the solution that we approach to be able to deliver the benefit may change, but the benefit that we want to provide our end users remain constant, which is we want to provide them the uh, the safest drinking water at the cheapest cost which is possible okay uh, one one line that sticks with me and uh, the key takeaway takeaway from uh, this uh, whole discussion would be uh, as you mentioned uh, don't love your product uh, rather you you love the problem you are solving and i i would like to advise all the uh, viewers uh, watching this they should uh, think in the same way you should stick you should stick to the problem uh, no matter uh, the solution key will keep on changing. Uh, I mean, uh, the way you are approaching this is also the same way. Uh, very interesting. Uh, my last question to you, Manas, how would you suggest our uh, audience who are potential entrepreneurs to start their journey uh, as founders and co-founders? So yeah, uh, I mean, entrepreneurship is one thing that's a skill which is learned mostly by doing. So do not be afraid to, I mean, do not get into a lot of analysis paralysis. If you strongly feel about a problem that, that you feel that, I mean, uh, that, that you feel uh, that you, you should solve, actually get on, get your hands dirty, start solving the problem. You may not have all the answers when you're starting off, but with a little bit of persistence and a little bit of luck, you would be able to find out answers to all of the problems that you, all of the answers that you have, and you would grow much larger, even if the venture fails, let's say within the three, four years that you have attempted as an entrepreneur, you would have learned more than 10, 15 years worth of things that you would have learned. Otherwise, if you would have persisted in your corporate job. So really, if you consider the two things, uh, the risk with entrepreneurship, while on the surface, it looks like it's a very risky this thing. But the biggest risk in today's world, as I'm, I'm not sure who said that, but is to not take any risk at all. So yeah, so that's what I would say. And in case you don't feel strongly about the problem that you're trying to solve, I would always say the best starting stone would be to join an early stage startup. Help people who are passionate about the problem. Pick up a problem that somebody else is solving that you are passionate about. Join them early on. Learn the ropes of the trade and you can always start on from there on. Okay. Uh, on that note, I'll, uh, I would like to close this session, but uh, I would like to ask if there is any final message you want to leave before we end. Uh, so, uh, so I would I would like to say that I mean uh, this uh, I mean uh, India as a whole can be transformed only by the power of entrepreneurship. Only by the only if people like uh, only if people like us uh, uh, sort of think of starting their own venture, employing Indians, start building businesses that's uh, that cater to Indian problems a lot more rather than spending our uh, spending our careers working in multinational corporations. So yeah, I mean, and in the mean, and in the meantime, you'd be helping a lot of people. You'd be possibly you may also make a lot of money. So, uh, and now is the time to start up. If anyone is thinking when would be the right time, when is this time? Now, I firmly believe 
now is the time to start up and in the next decade or so you would see india uh, i mean indian startups do uh, create a lot more impact than uh, than what has ever been created uh, well uh, on that note i'd close this session uh, it was a great pleasure to host you here at tli and uh, i am most honored to uh, have you here at tli uh, uh, i am also very proud that uh, you you and i belong to the same um, uh, place uh, called odisha and uh, i am really proud of you uh, my best wishes for uh, waterwala labs and uh, a drink prime uh, uh, thanks for taking our time and joining this session thank you so much priya thank you for having me uh, we are seeking follow and connect with manas on linkedin by searching for manas ranjan hota also do visit their website by typing drink prime dot in So, whom do you want to have here at TLI for next episode? Do let me know in comments below. We'll be back. Stay tuned to TLI.